powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Of adulting challenging us from 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. It says, But if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, when you came in the building tonight, they gave you a mirror. I prayed over those mirrors because I need for you, watch me, I need you to learn how to not stare out of the window, but I need you to learn how to look into the mirror. And for some of you, watch me, yesterday was your last day blaming anybody for anything happening in your life. I need you to hear me. Yes, you were victimized, but you are not a victim. You are more than a conqueror. What's more than a conqueror? Not only did I survive it, but I lived to tell somebody else how to survive it. I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that has already been through hell, came back, and they've got a testimony to tell. Would you fist bump somebody and encourage them and say, you're more than a conqueror. You're more. The Apostle Paul says, but if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, what does this mean? We have to recognize our shortcomings and then correct our behavior. It is not enough to recognize what needs to change and not rectify it. Pay attention. The difference between you and the people you used to be around is that they knew what they needed to change, but something in you said, but I'm going to be the one to make the change. I'm going to tell you, you are not some regular somebody. You are not some average somebody. You're the type that says, God, show me what needs Needs to change and you're going to get instantaneous action from me. Why? Because every moment I refuse to change, every moment I refuse to rectify, that means I'm stuck in paralysis and I got too much progress to make than to be stuck in paralysis. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you got progress to make. You got... Uh-uh. Say that with faith to yourself. Say, you got progress to make. You... I don't believe you. Come on, Wednesday. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, you got progress to make. If you ain't going to have faith for you, touch somebody on the soul and say, you've got progress to make. And every time you stay paralyzed, you cannot make progress. So we have to recognize, then rectify our shortcomings. The Bible says, if we did this, we would not be judged. God says, if you would check yourself, I will not have to check you. If you'll get your attitude together, I won't make them fire you. Let's talk. If you will get your dishonor together, I won't have to front you and put your business in the streets. Y'all ain't going to talk. Some of what you go through, because what is judgment? Judgment is correction by force. Some of what you go through is because God says, since you wouldn't handle it, I put you in a predicament where you have no choice to handle it. 
How many of us can be honest in this building and online that there are things that we have gone through and went through that when we look back, we're like, I did not have to go through all of that if I would have changed. Hear me. You are no longer going to live in another day of regret in your life. Wednesday. Come on, open up your mouth and shout, no more regrets. No more. I no, why? Because everything I need to do, I'm going to make sure that I get it done because I refuse to spend my life in regret. I refuse to spend my life talking about shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, my confession is I did that and I got it handled. It says, if you would judge yourself, he would not have to judge you. He would not have to correct you by force. If you would take care of it, he wouldn't have to take care of it. Let's think about this practically. There are certain things that if you would eat right, you wouldn't need to take medicine for. Y'all didn't like it, but it's true. You ready? There are certain things that if we would change certain things about what we do, that we would not need something external to help us make the change. Hear me. On Sunday, I taught you how to get over being offended. And I gave you these four steps. I made it simple. A, B, C, D. What were they? Uh, don't, you may not remember the words, but you remember the letters. What were they? A, B. Come on now. Come on, y'all. Now, that's A, B, C's. Come on now. What were they? Number one, you have to acknowledge it's a stumbling block. What does that mean? It's a hindrance. It's a dangerous trap, and it's an obstacle. And I showed you how literally Jesus was speaking to Peter, and when Jesus speaks to Peter, he tells Peter, get behind me, Satan. Let's stop right there, which means sometimes, watch me, there are people you love that what they're saying is in error. Which means you have to learn how to check some of the people that you love. Because you're so good to check external people. But sometimes you need to learn how to check some of them people around you and say, wait a minute. I need you to get behind me because you're off right now. I need you to shut your mouth because you're talking crazy right now. Come here, Job's wife after Job lost everything. I feel like preaching tonight. After Job lost everything, Job's wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? Do you know what he said to her? He did the same thing Jesus did. He says, woman, you sound foolish. In other words, he said, you don't even sound like my wife right now. You sound like you didn't lost your whole mind. Why? Because God has been too good for us, for us to only take the good and not take the... Sometimes you got to learn how to talk to people that you love and check them. Jesus says to Peter who he loved, he says, listen, get behind me. Why? Because you are mindful of the things of man. You're not mindful of spiritual things. He tells him, you're a stumbling block for me. And here's the crazy thing about being offended. It's just not even something big that you're tripping over. You mad you know, they didn't recognize me. Recognize yourself. They didn't pat me on the back. Reach your hand. Practice. Practice. Reach your own hand behind your own back and tell yourself, say, you're doing a heck of a job. Come on. If you live for people's applause, you'll die if they're silence. And I need you to stop being so... Can I help some of y'all? Most people don't like themselves, so why are you mad they don't like you? It's quiet in this building. Oh, God, I rebuke anything that's trying to interfere and block the flow of the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, healing's about to hit this building. Healing's about to hit every digital platform. On three, everybody, open your mouth and worship God for five seconds right there. One, two, three, go. Five. Four. Uh-uh, I rebuke that. Three. Two. Shout heal. He told Peter, he said, you're an offense to me. You're a stumbling block to me. Then he says, you're a hindrance to me. What does a hindrance mean? Is that I'm so distracted with what you're doing, I'm not paying attention to what's ahead of me. How much of your day do you spend on hindrances?
How much of your time do you spend on hindrances? But I just don't understand why they had to say it like that. Let me tell you how to grow up. Pick up the phone and say, I'm confused as to what you sent. So you can help me get what I need from you is understanding. Instead, you sitting in church looking stank faced like you heard me. You ain't hurting me. I'm walking in my <laughs> I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you say, you need to get you some healing tonight. I... You online with an attitude with your arms crossed and all of that like you heard me, like you heard God. And God is like, you the one being hindered. Old school church used to have this song. They said, no man cannot hinder me, which means I refuse to let any person get in the way of my progress. I refuse to let any noun, person, place, thing, or idea get in the way of my progress. I won't be hindered, and I'm certainly not going to stumble over some little blocks. This what you be tripping over. This what you be tripping over. Well, you know, they gave everybody else a 30-minute lunch. They gave me 20. So, so, you, so you tripping over that? What's crazy is, watch me, you ready? Is what you will quit because of something so insignificant. Oh, okay. Let's go. Jesus said, you are a hindrance to me. You are a stumbling block to me. Here's, here's what he said to Peter. He said, you're a dangerous trap to me. You're, you're, I showed you this on Sunday. He says, you're, you're a trap. You're tra and you're dangerous. Because, because normally they put the trap next to something that the rat wants. Which means... When offense shows up, there's something I won't. Uh, give me some money. Give me some money. Give me some money. Somebody give me some money. Give me some money. Any money? Any money? Anybody got no money? Okay. All right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here we go. All right. Wait a minute. Where are you going at church? I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. For Jesus. Listen. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Here's what the enemy does. He sees what God has already prepared for you. So what he does is like, oh, I'm going to get her. Let me put this little offense thing right here. Let me put a crazy co-worker. Uh oh, let me put somebody in church. Uh oh, let me put, let me put an offensive situation right here. Because if I get her offended right here, if I get him offended right here, watch me. You stuck in this. So you never get to this. And here's what I discovered about mousetraps. Is that some of them, watch me, they don't kill the rat with instantaneous force. They just keep the rat from moving. And for some of y'all, you're like, it just seems like I'm never making progress. Because you're in a trap. Oh my God. But tonight, the Holy Ghost is about to get you out of that trap. Come on, Wednesday. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you're coming out of that trap tonight. You're... Why? What I want is right in front of me. I've been praying too long. I've been sowing too long. I've been serving too long to get stuck in a trap. Get out the trap house. Number one, you got to acknowledge what it is. You have to acknowledge what it is. Why are you trying to stop me unless there's something that I'm close to that I won't? 
unless there's something I've been praying for that I'm in arm's reach. Wouldn't it be sad for you to be stuck right here when Thursday had your breakthrough? I, I ain't got no faith. I'm going to try y'all. I'm going to come back. Wouldn't it be sad for you to let what happened November 15th block you from the breakthrough God wants to do on November 7th? Okay. I'm going to try y'all. Wouldn't it be a sad story if you let what happened in the first 10 months block you from what God wants to do in this 11th month? I need everybody in the building and everybody online say, I will not be stopped. Said again, I will not be stopped. No, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. You got the right plan, but you got the wrong man. You should have tried that on me before I was taught what you are. But you ready? B, here's B, here's B. Number one, A, acknowledge what it is. It's a stumbling block, it's a hindrance, it's a trap, it's an obstacle. B, Number two, be slow to anger. You are not, watch me, if you get angry quickly, you're always going to be offended. Because you go from zero to 100, then you want to ask questions after you've been on 100. You then acted a fool, and now you want to come back and say, let's talk. I don't want to talk now. <laughs> C, three, C, you have to choose to forgive. And I taught you that, watch me, part of forgiveness does not necessarily mean, which leads us into D, it does not necessarily mean fellowship. See, forgiveness means I'm not carrying you with me. See, forgiveness means I have, to, I have my own stuff to carry. I'm not carrying you. And for some of you, watch me, you have been saved for years, but your immaturity is, it, watch me, it, can, can I be honest? But your immaturity makes God say, what have you been doing? Because watch me, it doesn't take much to rob your praise. It doesn't take much to rob your consistency. It doesn't take much to rob your serve. It doesn't take much to rob your joy. So to let the enemy know, this ain't for everybody. I'll know based on your response. You ready? For those of you that want to let the enemy know what you have stolen, you will steal no longer. Offense, what you have stolen, you will steal no longer. I'm going to give you an opportunity. If, if you don't want to praise him, sit there. And I hope a rock starts hollering crazy. But on three, if you're going to make a line of demarcation that you stole yesterday, but you ain't still a name, another thing for me. On three, go up. One, two, three, go. Come on, go high five two or three people. Say, he won't steal anymore. He won't steal anymore. He won't steal anymore. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on. On the app and the website. No. 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 Why? Because what I want, I'm about to go get it. What I want, it's in reach. You're about to possess what you've been praying for. You're about to see what you've been sowing for. You're about to see what you had to suffer for. You're about to understand why the enemy wanted you upset. Come on, open up your mouth and shout, I'm about to see it. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Leave that right there. Watch me. D, how do I get over being offended? Don't you ever let the enemy rob you. Don't you ever let offense rob you. This is why you need to plan for when he sets the traps. You need to plan for him to set a trap before church. 
I know I'm right. You need to plan. That's what some of you need to put your phones on. Do not disturb for church. Because the enemy wants to set a trap so you can't even receive the word. Because you, you, the whole time you're watching me, the whole time you're in this building, you're thinking about something you got to deal with after church. Matter of fact, I feel real prophetic. Whatever you thought you were going to have to deal with after church, the next praise you release is going to clear that out the way. 1 Samuel 3.19 And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Come on, touch somebody on the soul and say, God's handling that right now. Uh-uh, try somebody else that when you tell them that, they respond with faith. Say, God's handling that right now. Come on, come on, let's go. Let's go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I told you, D, don't think that forgiveness means fellowship. Romans chapter 16 and 17 says, now I urge you, brethren. Who is he talking to? Church people. Now, brethren has a greater meaning here than just church. He means there's some people that the level of relation you have or relationship you have means that you can't avoid them. Let me help. He says, now I urge you, brethren, note or mark those that cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Doctrine means what they've been taught. So the writer of Romans says, if anybody is out here doing stuff different than what the man of God is teaching, watch me, he says, don't you get caught up in what they're doing. You mark them. If there's anybody operating, let's be, make, make it real practical, that is not operating with the heart of the leader, with the heart of the man of God, he says, you don't worry about them. Watch me, because you're not called to them. Bible says you put a mark on them. And some of y'all, I need you to get your marksmanship up because you've been marking the wrong thing. You've been marking what you do instead of marking who you need to avoid. Preach, Bishop. Come on. Watch me. He says, Anyone who causes divisions and offenses contrary to what you have been learned, what you have learned, and what you've been taught, mark them. And what does he say? Avoid them. Now, you can avoid anything, but pay attention. You can't avoid interaction with all, but you can't avoid being offended. There's some people, watch me, they're not quitting, and neither are you. So you're just going to have to learn how to not be offended. See how quiet it just got? Because you pray, Lord, just remove them. Lord, just get rid of them. And the Lord is like, yeah, but this is the, watch me. The only reason you pray like you do is because I put them next to you. The only reason you worship like you do is because they keep you on your face and keep you in a place of worship. Watch me. What if you needed them to make you better? Why? They're like sandpaper. And the more they rub you the wrong way, it actually gives you the right results. There's certain people, you got to hear me, that God will intentionally leave in your life. Can I prove it to you? Let me back it up. Pharaoh, God tells Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Then he says to Pharaoh, treat him bad. He says to Pharaoh, tell him to say no. Don't you let the people go. Now, this is crazy because God, literally, come here, Moses. You're going to be Moses. Come on. Come on. Go tell Pharaoh. You're going to be Pharaoh. Come on. Go tell Pharaoh that I said, you tell him I said it. Tell them that I said to let my people go. They've had y'all for 400 years, and I'm over it. You go tell them to let my people go. While Moses, watch me, is getting the faith to go do what he's never seen done. 
while Moses is conjuring up the intestinal fortitude and boldness to go approach a man that could kill him. God then comes over here to Pharaoh and says, now Moses is going to come ask you for something. You could do it. Tell him no. Action. Oh, okay, that's your Hebrew. That's your Hebrew. Look, he says no. Not only does he say no, he says, and since you got all this time to come bother me in the middle of the day, go make bricks with no straw. In fact, go figure it out yourself. Watch me, but I'm not reducing the number of bricks you produce. Now watch what Moses could have did. He could have been offended with Pharaoh. Watch me. If you, if you get offended with Pharaoh and disrespect him, you'll never have another audience with him. There's certain people you got to learn. Watch me. They may be wrong, but I must respect. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Oh, my God. Touch your neighbor. Say, you got to respect. You got to respect. Oh, y'all didn't like that one. You better touch your neighbor. I rebuke disobedience in the building. Touch somebody next to you and say, you got to respect. You got to respect. Why? I'm respecting the office Pharaoh sits in. I may not necessarily like that mark. You got to hear me. It's the office I respect. You, Pharaoh, I'm going to keep it to myself. But that office you sit in, watch me, I need that office to say yes. So if I disrespect you, I'll lose my audience with you, which means I can't get offended because if I get offended with you, now the favor I need, I won't get. See how, watch me, spiritual babies don't want this type of teaching because spiritual babies want to hear you. If they hating on you, you just need to, no, that ain't Bible. Lay your hands on yourself, say grow up. So you can't be offended with Pharaoh Moses because you're going to lose access to him. You disrespect him, you're never going to get on in again. He's never going to hear what you have to say. And at the end of it, watch me, at the end of it, Pharaoh is going to be asking you to pray for him. Which means this is bigger than you, Moses. I'm about to get the glory. Oh, watch me. For every person, you were like, God, I really want to snap, cracker, and pop, but I didn't. Can I tell you this is bigger than you? Lift your hand and say, this is bigger than me. Ready? So you can't be offended with Pharaoh. Watch me. You can't be offended. Watch me. Because then the people turn on you. And the people begin to say, look, who told you we wanted you to lead us anyhow? You talking about the Lord sent you. We don't. So now the people say, look, we were doing good, Moses, before you showed up. Ain't it a trip how the people you try to help the most are the people that hinder you from helping them the most? So if you get offended with the people, Moses, now when you need them to do something, they're not going to do it because they have an issue and an art with you. So you have, watch me, as the leader, Moses, even though you want to beat some heads to the white meat, Moses, you have to mind what you say because if you offend them, the Bible says that somebody that's offended is more difficult to reach than a gated city, which means the moment that they are offended, they are no longer going to follow you. So you can't be offended by Pharaoh. You can't be offended by the people, even though you're trying to help these marks. You ready? You can't be offended with God. God, why would you send me on a mission that you knew 
the first nine times was going to be met with failure. Why would you send me on a mission that the first nine times we're going to be met with failure until the 10th plague? And when the 10th plague comes, it's Pharaoh that says, listen, uh, listen, take your, listen, it's a wait next hill. Get your stuff. Get your stuff and get out. Watch me. Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. There are some times where God will leave people in your life and say, and you better not be offended. They're about to mature you. They're about to grow you. I rebuke the runner in you that every time there's difficulty, you think that means exit. Oh, see how quiet it got right there? Come on, lift your hands. Come on, we got to have a worship break. Come on, come on, open up your mouth. Say, Lord, I'm yours. Tell them I'm yours. Look at me. Here we go. Thank you. What's me? You, you cannot allow yourself to get offended. You can't avoid interacting with everybody, but you can avoid being offended. For some of you on Thanksgiving, the enemy's going to, look, he already got you set up. He already got the trap set. Because the truth is, you really don't like that half. Oh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, I don't know what you were going to do to help me. He was running, but he was on it, though, wasn't he? Y'all clap, clap your hands and thank God for people who serve. He was like, I'm going to take this mouse trap down. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do. That's okay, that's okay. I got it. No, that's okay. No, that's good. I'm good. It's real. These are real props around here. <laughs> See, sometimes, watch me, you ready? Sometimes, watch me, when you're handling certain things, things pop off that you weren't expecting. And you can either hold it or you can let it go. I need you to prophesy to somebody say, I think you better let it go. But she said hey to everybody else and didn't say hey to me. Go say hey to her. See, that's what I'm talking about. What? Stop talking. Go do something about it. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Well, you know, they don't invite me to be a part of their clique. You too big for a clique. I need to preach to some of y'all. Watch me. Where little cliques and groups never let you fit in. Can I help you? You were too big to fit in their little group anyhow. Baby, you ain't a background singer. You Beyonce. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You, I need you to open up your mouth, please, and say, Lord, heal me tonight. Heal me tonight. You ready? You ready? All right, watch me. Watch me. Um, you can't avoid interaction with some people, but you can't avoid being offended. Notice when that thing popped, I dropped it. Here's what your neighbor's been doing. Hold it on. And you hold what hurts you. It's hurting you and you hold on to it. Listen, I wish you would lose sleep because you hold it. Y'all better do like hot potato. Y'all remember hot potato? <laughs> you better get that up out of my head. That's just a hot potato. 
That's what you need to do to offense. Because some people, watch me, some people will do things that they know are offensive to see your response. And I need you to stop giving them a show. Some of you got, watch me, baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, and they say certain things because they've learned where your hot buttons are, and you need to stop giving them a show. You ain't mad about what I said? No, Mark, I ain't mad about what you said. And they'll post stuff to try to be a trap for you. And you, some of y'all, I'm not finna, I ain't even looking at your page. Mute. That's a hot potato. And I got to get rid of that hot potato. You ready? Many people are offended, and they're offended because they never were taught how to handle hurt. Let me introduce you to two men tonight. Number one, I want to teach you how to heal from vertical hurt. How do you heal from hurt that comes from someone above you? How do you deal with hurt from somebody that is your leader, somebody that is your mother, your father, your boss, your superior, your supervisor? How do you deal with hurt by, that comes in a vertical form? If we were to look at a man, watch me, named Job. Let's go. I want to preach. Uh, Job is a man from Uz, which is in North Africa. The Bible says he has 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen. A yoke means there were two on each yoke, so he has 1,000 ox. He's got 500 female donkeys. They were called jennies. And he has many servants, 10 kids. The Bible says he's a prayer warrior and he's a faithful giver. How do you do all of those things and still get hurt? I need some of you to hear me. Hurt is a part of life. I don't care how much right you do, there is hurt that's a part of life. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust, which means there are certain things you cannot avoid. They come with life. Hear me. For every person where you're going to do something great, the greater you are, the greater your hurt must be. See, for some of y'all, you're like, why is it so much? Because there's so much in you. Come on. Why is it so much I have to deal with? There's so much in you. Can I let you know tonight you're not trash. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. You're not chump change. There's somebody great on the inside of you. If you believe that there's greatness in you, throw one of your hands up and say, there's greatness in me. The greater you will be, the greater your hurt must be. You look and celebrate Tyler Perry today. But you didn't see Tyler when he was in his car. And people knew he was homeless and they walked past him. Oh my God. You look and celebrate people like Oprah today. Watch me. But you need to know that there was a day where Oprah didn't think, Oprah thought she was trash. Oprah was told she was nothing. Oprah was told you ain't going to be nobody. You ain't going to go nowhere. You too dark. You too ugly. You too this and too that. Which is why she was able to channel certain characters a certain way in certain movies because that pain was real. You ready? So Job, not Job, Job is a man <laughs> in the scripture where he, watch me, he looks like he's got a perfect life. And then one day, all hell breaks loose. And I want you to look at me and look at me good. And the trouble doesn't come from beneath him. It is God that volunteers Job to go through two days of loss. Day one, he loses his children, he loses property, he loses animals. Then later on, there's a second day where the Bible says you can, you can do anything you want to to his body except kill him. Who volunteered Job? God. The Lord asked Satan, where have you been? The, uh, he says, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. Now, he doesn't say seeking whom I may devour. 
Look at me. He never brings Job's name up. God says this. Have you considered my servant Job? Oh, my God. See, for some of you, you were volunteered for things that you never even knew you were in consideration for. You never asked for that gift. You never asked for that talent. You never asked to do what you did. But God volunteered. Is there anybody in the building or online? But there's some stuff that God was like taking. And you were like, I didn't ask for it. And sometimes, God, I don't even want it. Oh, but I need you to shake somebody next to you and say, but you got this, 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 you got this. Fist bump two or three other people say, you got this, you got this, you got this. Come on, you two, tag somebody. You got this, you got this. <laughs> Let's go. God says, <laughs> God in the meeting, because God is a G. All of the archangels, which were known as the sons of God. See, that's why the devil hates you. is because we took his title. The archangels were known as the sons of God. See, Job, when it appears in the scripture, it's not in chronological order. Uh, which means there are certain things. Matter of fact, much of what you read in the scripture is not necessarily in chronological order. So when you look at Job, Job is actually a story that predates many of the stories that appear before it. Pay attention. Uh, Satan uh, was given a title. Uh, um, in fact, the term Hasetan is a Hebrew term for the adversary, the prosecutor. Satan is not his name. Satan is his job. That's his title. Pay attention. He was one of the archangels and, in fact, is still one of the archangels. That's how he has access to the meetings. Pay attention. And when they come into the meeting with God, all of the archangels, what does archangel mean? It means first among others. So an archangel is a first among other angels. When he comes into the meeting, that's me. They were known as the sons of God. That's why in the book of Job it says, and there was a meeting of the sons of God. Then God made this man called Adam. And when he made Adam, he says, there's about to be a shift. You ready? Let me tell some of y'all why you deal with so much hate. It's because they can see that you're anointed to do what they do. The reason they, watch me, the hate they give is because they see that you have the ability to do what they do and do it better. So he was once known as the sons of God. And then he creates Adam, who then Adam becomes the son of God. And then he says, Satan says, well, why do I have to watch me? Why do I have to respect him? I was here before he was. Oh, my God. Why do I have to get with what you're saying about uh, uh, honoring Adam? Psalm 103 says that whenever God's word is heard, even through the mouth of a man, angels have to hearken. They have to stand up and obey what is said. This is why you have to watch your words. Why? Because you got angels standing by ready to go take what you said. You ready? So, so his issue is with us because we took his place. You ready? There are certain people that can't stand you because they see what you do. He never had a conversation with Adam, but said, Adam now gets to be called a son. I was here first. I was the son first. How this mark. So pay attention. So in this meeting, God, he's sitting, all the archangels are around. He says, say, where you been? Walking to and fro. Have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered my servant? Say your name. Which means everything Job is about to go through is hurt God initiated. He's about to lose his family and God initiated the hurt. He's about to lose his belongings and God initiated the hurt. 
He's, you ready? He's about to lose his perfect health. What do you mean God initiated? What God did is God says, I'm going to pull my hand back. And I'm going to let you do only what I tell you you can do. Which means, listen to me, enemy. Listen to me, Satan. You can't kill him. Because I intend to do something for him. Because what's going to hurt him deepest is about to help him most. There's something in Job I need to kill. Because Job said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. Which means, Job, deep down on the inside of you, any moment you think it might crack, break, and fall. So I need to get rid of that fear. So I'm going to let it crack, break, and fall. So that you're never scared of that another day of your life. Wednesday, let me give you your next shout. Thank God for everything you feared would happen that did happen, but you survived. Can I get you to open up your mouth and say, but I survived it? It is not because God was angry with Job, mad at Job, wanted to harm Job, because he loves him. And every parent in this building and online knows that when you love your child, sometimes you have to allow certain things. That Watch me. It's like, I know they shouldn't be dating them, but they're going to do it, so I'm going to let them do what they're going to do. And then when they, when, it, when they come back, they'll come back, and I'll be like, oh. you ready? So look at what Job says. Look at Job. Job says in Job 16, 14. He breaks me, shut up, with wound upon wound, shut up. He runs at me like a warrior, shut up. I don't mean literally shut up, it just means it's good. Watch me. Job's interpretation of what he was going through, he didn't blame the enemy who was actually the one doing it. Job said, it's you doing this to me. Oh, my God. I want to know if there's some honest people in this building and online where there's been some moments in your life you weren't mad at the enemy. You said, why are you? Y'all going to lie like that in church? Because I've been there. You ever had those moments where you're like, God, why are you letting me go do this? You can block this, you can stop this, but you won't. And I'm trying to figure out why you won't make this easier for me. I, I'm trying to figure out why you won't make it less stressful for me. I'm trying to figure out why you won't make it less painful for me. Job says, you're breaking me. With wound upon wound. Which means you don't give me a moment to recover. Is there anybody in this building online? I'm almost done. Well, you've gone through some things, and the moment you felt like you were out of one thing, the moment you felt free from one thing, the moment you thought today's about to be a good day, these kids are finally acting right. Our marriage is finally on track. I'm finally making some good progress on my job. I'm finally paying those debts off. Uh-oh. I'm finally starting to love me again. You ready? Job said, this is breaking me. And God, not only are you breaking me, but you're running at me. 
Watch this. Watch this. Breaks, look at the screen. Breaks means, you ready for your shout? Causes breakthrough. Which means every time you feel like you're being hurt from something above you, something that's superior, something, God says, this is creating breakthrough in my life. Put somebody on the shoulder, say, breakthrough coming, breakthrough coming. Come on, YouTube, come on, Facebook, breakthrough's coming. Every time you take a hit, you're getting me closer to breakthrough. Every time you take a shout breakthrough. Then it means, you ready? Growth. It's on the screen. Every time you experience hurt that's vertical, God says, this is for your growth. Sometimes I'm going to teach you, watch me, what not to be like. Sometimes I'm going to teach you how not to handle it. Sometimes I'm going to teach you what not to do. You ready? Sometimes you think the way you think, Job, because of where you sit. But when your seat changes, you wouldn't think that way. See, you, you see me. You see this drum uh, cage. You see all this stuff here. Watch me. You don't see what I see. Why? Because I'm on a stage that's elevated. Pay attention. I see at a level you can't see simply because of where you sit. But the moment you take this seat, all of a sudden the view's different. Pay attention. There's some things that God allows you to go through that feel like hurt because they're preparing you for the seat you're about to occupy. For everybody that believes there's promotion on the schedule in, in their life in every area for the next 12 months, I need you to just open up your mouth and shout, promotion is on the way. But you're never going to get it unless you learn how to, watch me, unless you learn how to take some hits from here. You ready, Wednesday? Then it means increase. Shut your mouth. Which means God says, if I want to increase you, I allow vertical hurt. I'll come over here because y'all didn't hear me. If I want to increase you, I'm going to allow vertical hurt. Okay. Let's come back. I only got two options. Got to work the hand I got. If I allow vertical hurt, not only are you getting breakthrough, not only are you growing, but that means I'm about to increase you. Open your mouth, say increases on the way to my house. Increase. Take your wallet out, take your wallet out. Take it out and take it out fast. Take it out and take it out fast. Come on, at home, lift your wallet up. Say increases, come into my finances. Because of how I handled the hurt. Come on, Wednesday. Say increases coming to my life. Because of how I handled the hurt. This is in your Bible. But then it says he runs at me like a warrior. But the word runs there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it actually means guards me. So, so let me help you with your interpretation of what you go through is what feels like something is running at you is actually something that's guarding you. You're like, they always coming at me. Mm -mm, that's why you're not trash. Mm -mm, they always coming at me. They always got something to say to me. That's actually a protection for you. 
Let me prove it to you. Every parent, when you were growing up, every parent, when you were growing up and you were a child, when you were growing up, you, if you had a parent that loved you, a grandmama, a cousin, an uncle, a, you know what? They would see certain groups of people. And watch me. And they would keep you away from certain groups. Why? Because they said, I need to protect you from that. Because there's something in them that you cannot see. Y'all better talk to me tonight. And God is the same way. God is like, you think I'm coming at you, but I'm really keeping you away from trashy people. I'm really keeping you away from bad situations. You want to know why you ain't in no bad relationship today? Because I ran at you. And when I ran at you, I was guarding you. I guarded you. So to make sure you wouldn't get distracted by, by that relationship, you know what I did? I kept throwing stuff at you. Watch me, because if I'm always running at you, you ain't got time to get involved with mess. You ain't got time to get involved with drama. You ain't got time to get involved with foolishness. I need somebody to thank God that he keeps running at the reason you ain't a sorry woman today is because he runs at you. The reason you're not a sorry man today is because he runs at you. The reason you're... Ah. Y'all ready? Look at this. <laughs> he runs at me like a warrior. Warrior means champion or chief. Pay attention. God says, um, I'm coming at you like you're a champ. Okay. I'm coming at you like you are a warrior. Okay, let me see if I can say it another way. I'm presupposing your victory. So I didn't come at you like no punk. Because you ain't no punk. Come on, Wednesday. I came at you with Goliath. Watch me. Because Goliath isn't for your defeat. Watch me. Goliath is for your introduction. You never know who David is unless David takes down a Goliath. And even though David thought it was one thing, God had something totally different in mind. That's his hurt. He says, you're, you're running at me. We're wound upon wound. You're coming at me. You're breaking me like a champ. You fight me like I'm Tyson in his prime. You coming at me like I'm Muhammad Ali in his prime. See, let me help some of you because you're trying to figure out why am I going through all of that. That's because God says, this has nothing to do with where you're at. I'm giving you the battles of a champ. Because this battle qualifies you for your next. And if you can't handle this $300,000 battle, you ain't going to be able to handle the $3 million battle. I need you to prophesy to somebody, touch him on the shoulder and say something big is coming in your direction. Here we go. We got to go. So that's his hurt. That's what Job says about his hurt. And God authorizes this. God, watch me, initiates this. Because Satan doesn't say nothing about Job. I've heard people say, well, you know, the Lord knew that Satan, that Job was on Satan's mind. Hey, listen, you're reaching. You are really reaching. That's, that's, that's really a reach. Okay? Watch me. Here's Job's healing. You ready? Here's where you got to go. And I got to introduce you to Joseph. We're going to have to do the quick introduction. It's going to be a speed date with Joseph. <laughs> hey, Joe. Bye, Joe. We got to get you to real fast. Watch this. Now, I just saw this just now. Now, if you don't shout Wednesday, because some of y'all look like you're letting the cold weather make your praise cold. You understand? 
okay? Right? So if you don't shout, I promise you I'm good. If I walk off, y'all come sing something, okay? All right, all right. You ready? Look at, look at when Job healed. Job 42 and 2. I'll shout myself. There's some healing you got to get done before you walk out of 2022. Two is the biblical number of witness. Somebody say, I'm about to witness my own healing. Say it again. I'm about to witness my own healing. Look what Job says. This is his healing. I know you can do anything. I know you can do everything. And that there's no purpose of yours that can be withheld from you. Job, you just figured that out? Wait a minute, Job. How, how have you been a prayer warrior? How have you been a faithful giver? Got 10 kids, met many servants, 500 female donkeys, 500 yoke oxen, 3,000 camels, 7,000 sheep. You're, how you have all that and you just figuring out that the Lord can do everything? Which tells us that part of Job's growth was that Job did well, but Job was afraid of success. Because he never really believed God could do anything. He never really believed God could do everything. He thought that the life he lived, look at me, was it. And for some of you, you're like, this is it for me. I rebuke you and your low thinking. Come on, I'm about to have you to take another moment. You're about to take another moment because I need your faith on 10 tonight. Come on, somebody say, there's more to my life than this. Woo! Come on, Wednesday, say it again. Say, there's more to my life than this. Job, you just figured this out. You didn't even believe. You had stuff, but you never believed in the Savior. You ready? All right, look at verse 3. I've uttered what I did not understand. In other words, Job said, I've been saying a lot of stuff that I didn't get. And can I help some of you all? Be careful that you do not curse yourself because you speak things when you don't understand what's really going on. That's what the Bible says in all that getting, get a what? Understanding. Job was like, I've been saying stuff I don't know what I've been, I don't even know what I've been talking about. Verse 6, I repent. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I repent. What does repent mean? I change directions. What does repent mean? I change the way I'm handling this situation. It means I change my mind. Re, again, pent, penthouse, top. I get back to the best version of me because God, since chapter 2 until 42, that's 40 chapters. 40 represents wilderness, testing. Job, you've been stuck in this mousetrap for 40 chapters. And Job, look at me. You're finally like, oh, now it makes sense. Prophesy to somebody close to you, say, it's all about to make sense. Come on, let's borrow a line from Manifest in Netflix. Say, it's all connected. Come on. Here's the shout. I don't know if we're going to get to Joseph. I really don't know because I got to stop. But here's your shout. Somebody say, this is my shout. Verse 10. Job had some friends that he was dealing with. Three friends. How many friends? He had trace amigos. He had three friends that when Job was going through all of this hurt, they started saying stuff to Job that wasn't accurate. Which is why when you're dealing with hurt, listen to me carefully. You, you need to be careful who you share that with. In fact, you need to pray before you even open your mouth and say something. 
because they may try to poison you with something negative and they're going to look like they're caring, but they're a wolf in sheep's So God checks Job's friends. God goes and visits Job's friends. He said, come here, let me tell you something. Everything you told him is totally wrong. And everything you said, you got Job tripping. You got Job acting a, uh-oh, uh-oh. You got Job acting a fool with me because of what you're telling him. And none of what you're saying is right. So here's what the Lord says. Job, either you pray for them or I'm going to take them out. You know what Job does? Job is like, okay, God. Job prays for his friends. The same people that gave him bad. See, some of y'all, these people you call friends give you bad information. They make you feel justified in mishandling hurt and being offended. Because a real friend would say, yeah, I know you're offended, but you better get up and get back to business. Yeah, I know you hurt, but you better wash your, wash your tail, wash your hair, get up and let's go. I'm staying at home all day. Just come and be at the house with me all day. I ain't coming to your pity party. Get you. ready? Okay, here's my shout. We got to go. When Job prayed for his friends, here's your shout. The Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice. Prophesy, come on to your life. Say, double coming, double coming. God, I wish I had some fake people in here. Come on, throw up your two. Say, double coming, double coming. Say it again. Say, double coming, double coming. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Let me introduce you to Joe real fast. Just to, just, to, just to swipe up. <laughs> you know, like you're on your timeline. This is a real quick 30-second introduction. Say Joseph. Joseph is 17 years old. He becomes prime minister at age 30. For 13 years, he deals with hurt. Watch me. That's not vertical, but horizontal. Because his hurt comes from his brothers. His hurt comes from his blood. There's a powerful prophetic movie, a prophetic line in the movie that says, family will do you dirty quicker than strangers. You ready? Why did Joseph go through hurt? Because he had two dreams. <laughs> and he shared these two dreams. Why y'all shout when you say two? Because you're in 2022. Uh, uh, the the nat natural calendar year, two is the biblical number of witness. And anytime I see a two in the Bible, I'm about to witness something. Joseph has two dreams, and he shares his dreams with people who were living in a nightmare. I'll back it up and say it again. Joseph is the 11th son of Jacob, and Joseph shares his dreams with his older brothers. How old is he? 17, which means his brothers are older than him, and they still live with their daddy. So, Joseph, how are you going to come tell us? That you, that you some great somebody and we finna bow down to you and all of that and we still live at the house. And I'm not knocking anyone that, but what I'm saying is Joseph's dreams made them hate him. Because he decided, I don't want to be like this all my life. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I know you love average, but I don't want to live an average life. I know you're happy in a miserable marriage. I don't want that for myself. 
I know, you, I, I know you're thirsty for everybody's, uh, but I don't want that for me. And when he tells his brothers, they hate him and they conspire to kill him. Bible says, let's go real fast. This is a speed introduction. Verse 24, they grabbed him, threw him into the cistern. It was empty. What's the cistern? It was a basically a big, a big place where they kept water. It was like basically like a, a well. So they threw him into it and it was empty. Look at me. The fall should have killed him. What if I told you that you survived? Look at me. What was designed? You're so favored that what was supposed to kill you opened up your mouth and said, but it did not work. Come on. Verse 28. So that him his, his brothers are talking about, they said, let's, let's kill him. One of his brothers says, let's not kill him. Let's sell him. It's hurtful to find out how much you really don't mean to some people. Come on, Wednesday. You ever, you ever found out just how much you didn't mean? That's what happens to Joe. And Joe, look at verse 28. The, Is the Ishmaelites came by Joseph's brothers. They pulled him out of the cistern and they sold him to Egypt. They sold their flesh and blood for some money. People have sold you out to date who you dated. For that little relationship to only last. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me? People have sold you out to be friends with who you introduced them to. People have sold you out. And this whole time, Joe, they mean so much to you, you find out you mean nothing to them. Somebody say, that hurts. Joseph is sold into slavery at 17, but he's sold into the slavery of a house of a man named Potiphar. Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's generals. The Bible says he becomes the leader of Potiphar's house. You think things are good. Say, more hurt. Joseph is, look at me, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And Potiphar's wife says, Joe, you looking good over there, boy. Why don't you come on upstairs? Because him downstairs, come on. Why don't you come on up here? Joe was like, no. Joe was like, now I know why you want me. I mean, let <laughs> him. Joe was like, I understand why you attracted. But Joe was like, I'm not doing this to Potiphar. He gave me an opportunity. You Mr. Biggs, girl. I am not going to do this to him. So he did the right thing. And the wrong thing happened. Set yourself free, Wednesday. Lord, I'm doing all the right things. The wrong thing can still happen to you. So she goes and she does. She Emmett tills him. She lies on him. That's what, the, that's what the woman did. She lies on him. Potiphar comes home and says, what? Joseph, you going to do me like this? My wife? In my house? What the heck is going on between the sheets in my home? 
Joe like, nothing. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's crazy when you get punished for what you didn't do. Anybody ever had somebody do you dirty for something you did not do? Come on, we said we got to go. So then he's thrown into prison, and he's thrown into Pharaoh's prison. He meets a baker and a butler. Who does he meet? A baker and a butler. He interprets their dreams. Watch me. Here's what's amazing about you. You ready? Is that even in your hurt, you didn't stop your serve. For every person that didn't stop serving the Lord, lift your hands and say, I persisted, I persisted, I persisted. David, how are you still helping people and people are hurting you? You ready? We got to go. 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 So David interprets, or excuse me, Joseph interprets their dreams. When Joseph interprets their dreams, he says, don't forget me. Don't forget me. He says, do not forget me. They get out, and what do they do? Forget him. You ready? He was 28 when that happened. Bible says, two years later. I'm going to tell some of y'all what happened in 2020 and what happened in 2021. You better hear me before this year is out. Open up your mouth, please, and say, payback is coming to me. Come on. Two years later, two full years later, which means it was at the end. Shut your mouth. God waited to November. He waited to December before he paid you. The dude says, wait a minute. I remember this dude I was locked up with. He, could, he bad. Now, what if, they, what if Joseph would have been offended in prison? I ain't interpreting no dreams. Last time... I ain't helping nobody. Tell somebody next to you, say, you can't stop helping. Tell somebody, say, you can't stop loving. Tell somebody, say, you can't stop serving. Say, because a stage has been set for you. Here it is. We got to go. This is speed introduction. Joseph walks in. Pharaoh's like, this is him? All right, do what you do. Look at me. Do what you do. You've been doing it, and you didn't stop doing it. You're just going to do it in front of somebody that can bless it. You're going to do it in front of somebody that can bankroll it. You're going to do it in front of somebody that can finance it. You Come on, lift your hands. Every business owner, every entrepreneur, every person that knows there's greater. Somebody open up your mouth. Worship God for five seconds right there. Go five, four. You got to go. So Joe, so Joseph, Joseph does what he does. You know what Pharaoh says? Pharaoh says, that's amazing. You, why were you overlooked all this time? Come on, I know you're tired of touching your neighbor, but the Bible says, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. I'm just trying to get some stuff happening for them. I, I, now, you already touched them. You don't know what I'm telling you to touch them and say. But I like that you were already touching him because you knew you were about to touch him and say something. At home, you stretch your, your hands towards me. Watch me. I want you to prophesy to this to them. Say, no longer will you be overlooked. Oh, your phone's about to ring. Your name's about to be brought up. Opportunity's about to open for you. 
Favor's about to find you. Say your first and last name. And that name's about to be brought up. And Favor's about to find you. Let's go. Let's go. That day, that day, two years to the day he was forgotten about. They said, Joseph, you will not be prime minister. You're going to be prime minister. What is a prime minister? We created this role for you because we didn't have this before. Egypt didn't have prime ministers. They had pharaohs. So we're going to create this role. So Joseph, you do what you want to do. I'm only greater to you in regard to the throne. Joseph meets his brothers one day. Because here's how God makes sure you're healed of hurt. You ready? He brings them back around. He puts them right in front of your face. The algorithm makes them pop up. You're like, how did this mark come up? I don't even follow this mark. And God says, now what you going to do? Here's what Joseph said. Joseph's brothers, towards the end, Joseph's brothers are like, oh, my God. Daddy, dad, he's going to kill us. Joseph gets to see his father again, who he hadn't seen in 17 years plus. And Joseph's father dies. And I want you to look at this. You ready? Verse 8. Can I get the full version? All right. This is coming out of your time, not my time. Genesis 50, 17. Here's what his brothers say. So we beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, unexpected apologies are coming. Stuff you forgot about, God didn't let them forget about what they did to you. Verse 18, then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. Verse 19, Joseph said, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I should punish you? What does this mean? He forgave them. Because Joseph was like, I could do you so dirty. But for what? I could do you how you did me. I'm prime minister. You're hungry. Okay, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Touch him, touch him, touch, touch somebody, one more time. Say, the tables are turning. Last time you saw me, I was crying in a pit. Oh, but these tables are about to... Come on, touch somebody else, say, and the tables are turning. I gotta go. I gotta go. Verse 20, you intended to harm me. That's what you thought you was going to do. And if we're honest, Joseph, let's be honest. If you read his story, it's, it's in there. This is hidden. For a minute, Joseph was like, this is sucks. For a minute, Joseph was like, I'm all by myself. For a minute, Joseph was like, it's just me out here. For a minute, Joseph was like, this is painful. Look what he says. You intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Which means had you never thrown me in that cistern, I would never be prime minister. 
God, thank you for every cistern we were thrown in. For every hurtful experience that we've had vertically or horizontally. It's for our good. It's for our good. And like Joseph, our confession is, what was meant to harm me, you intended it for good. You intended it for good. You made Joseph prime minister. You made Job get double. And for that, if you did it for them, you are no respective persons. Same God that did it for them is the same God that can do it for us. If you believe you're about to have a Job and a Joseph turnaround, I need you to go crazy on three. One, two, three, go, 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 go. Come on, you Josephs. Come on, you Davids. 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 Come on, prophesy to yourself, say it's turning around. Prophesy to yourself, say tables are turning. Prophesy to yourself, say double is coming. Bishop, why are you taking this pause? Because for some of y'all, I need you to listen to what you just said. All my Josephs and Jobs, all my JJs, come on here. I need you, watch me. If you're not expecting double and you don't expect the tables to turn, you do nothing. But for the rest of us, I'm okay. we have to go. I'm time over time, but you're going to take 30 seconds. And you're not going to wait until you see it. You're going to praise God on credit. Why? If he did it for Job and he did it for Joseph, throw your hand in the air and say, I must be next. Give him a praise right there. Go. 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 Come on. Hey. Hey. Come on, Wednesday. are turning and double is coming say tables are turning and double is coming one more time tables are turning and double is coming. 
stand with me. Father, thank you. Thank you. Obase dranda mama saya. Droto yandra mana nana mandi osaya. Tables are turning. Come on. And devil is coming. Tables are turning. And devil is coming. Facebook, we're about to go, but I need you to get your prophetic word. Tables are turning. Trouble is coming. If you're in this building or online, stand with me. We're going home. Why aren't you mad about what they did? Tables are turning. Trouble is coming. <laughs> you're not upset? No. Why? Tables are turning. Trouble is coming. Heads bowed, heads bowed, eyes closed, in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, today's your day to recommit yourself. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. Wherever you are at, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up in this building online. Do the hand wave your emoji and say it's me. I know I went a little over tonight, but did you get some out of this? If you don't remember anything else, you got to do the movement with me. Open your eyes. Do it with me. What, what does this mean? I'm sitting at the table. I see you. You see me. You think you got all the cards in your hand. Until the table turns. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Wherever you're at, in this building online, on three, do, raise your hand in the building online, do the hand with emoji, just say it's me. What's the gospel? The good news. The good news is that Jesus died so that you can have life and life more abundantly. Hear me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Tonight, let the tables turn. Let devil come. But you can't do that if you're not a believer. This is reserved for those that believe. On three, hands up. Or do the hand with emoji online. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in the building. Or do the hand with emoji. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. From this day forward, tables are turning. Double is coming. Call me JJ.
Job and Joseph. Some of you, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. Scan the QR code that's on the screen or text the word. Join Harvest is one word to 877-552-4746. And let me, uh, uh, I missed this, I skipped this. If you just prayed that prayer to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, scan the QR code on the screen or text this decision to 877-552-4746. Everybody, I want, um, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. And if this word bless you, I want you to sow into it to seal it. What are we sowing? We're sowing 4210. That's what we're sowing. Job 4210. That's what we're sowing. 4210. For Job 4210. Put the verse up so they can see the verse one more time. When Job got double. Jesus. So, Bishop, I don't have a 4210. Get as close as you can. Bishop, I want to sow 421. Sow it. Bishop, I want to sow 2,140. Sow it. Make sure those numbers are in it. 4210. Not 90210. If you knew that, you just dated yourself. 4210. And the Lord gave him tables are turning. Double is coming. How do you sow that? Use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmozelle, Giblify, all of that is available. All you have to do is text the word. Um, Harvest to 877-552-4746 to get our app. Amen. I'm stuck on tables of turning. Y'all know I don't normally stumble over my words. I'm stuck on tables of turning and double is coming. I know you're tired of touching your neighbor. But this last touch is going to be what makes it start tomorrow. So just at home, stretch your hands towards me or just tag somebody in the building, this last touch, just touch him one time. Say, and in the name of Jesus, I declare it starts for you tomorrow. Eleven seventeen twenty two. Eleven seventeen twenty two. 11, 17, 22. Watch the prophetic. Joseph was the 11th son. He was 17 years old when it happened. And Open up your mouth. Say, tables are turning. And double is coming. Come on, come on. Lift your giving. Lift your giving. Lift your, lift your We got to go. We got to go. Lift your giving. Everybody say this with me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I sow to seal this word. I choose to heal from hurt. Tables are turning, double is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.